Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane Shannonelli back with you again. Unfortunately, don't have a random draft to do this week, but what we do have is a 2023 post combine mock draft. And now Nelly and I want to do a draft. A fun draft, but our dad, Shane, said that we couldn't uh, because it's difficult to have two drafts and we're going to take too much time with this one. Um, <laughs> so we do, we just have one draft this week, um, but it's going to be an absolute fun one. Um, I'm going to be a little little blank and steal the first pick because I want it, um, mainly because I want the 104, to be honest. Um so uh, 101, I'm just going to go with uh, the main man, Bijan Robinson, still the uh, running back out of Texas. I think he just is the safest player that we have. Also, remember, th- these drafts that we do are super flex tight end premium. So keep that in mind. That's where we're at. Um, but I'm going to take Bijan Robinson 101. Um, he's just really, really good. Um, and he's the running back out of Texas. Nelly, you want the one or two? All yours. No, no, no. Look, look. No, no, um, please, please. For, look, I, I, one or two, I'm going to take Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida, <laughs> at the one or two. Oh! Uh, oh, hey. Look, we, we saw the greatest quarterback workout of all time. You're going to see every article say it was the best combine workout ever. It was, but it was also the best workout ever, right? Taking every pro day, every everything that a quarterback's ever done. Anthony Richardson's the best. And I think we expect him to be really athletic and good, but maybe not that good. Um, so if at this point, we don't know draft capital, but if he does get top 10 draft capital, I think you have to take him with the 102 as much as I think CJ Stroud's a much, 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 much better passer than we saw it. I think Bryce Young's a much better overall quarterback. Um, the upside and the value is going to be there with Richardson because he can be – you know, an absolute tank and run the football and, you know, be, be the Cam Newton of fantasy football. Um, I, I have to take that shot. Yeah. I, I, I thought if I gave you the one or two, you wouldn't do I tried that. to give it to you. I, cause <laughs> I tried. You didn't. Yeah. Take it. I guess in hindsight, I, I should have seen that coming. Um, but that's all right. I think one Oh three Bryce young is a pretty good consolation prize. Um, Good athlete, not the athlete Anthony Richardson is, um, but he checks so many. Bo- he checks literally every box other than size, which he has been small his whole life. So like, and he's been very good his whole life. So like, it doesn't concern me a ton. You know, like super super efficient as a passer in college. Um, 
uh, I don't know. He's just, a, I mean, he wins games. He, he, he's efficient. He's accurate. Um, he, he high pedigree coming out and he's probably going to be the one one this year in, in the NFL draft. Um, I just, it's a good bet at the one Oh three. And he's over 200 pounds and we know anyone below 200 pounds is worthless. It's a good point. So know that. add that, uh, I feel if I feel like the golden boy right now, I feel like the golden son. Uh, I like, I'll take the, to me, the two best players in this draft, right? Um, B. John Robinson and C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. I think if, if we look, especially if you're in five or six point per touchdown or passing touchdown leagues, C.J. Stroud is worth more than Anthony Richardson to me. Um, I think mainly because I think you're going to get so much more to C.J. Stroud and get production this year, which is not something that we might get out of Anthony Richardson. Um, I think CJ Stroud is just really, really good, and he's going to go bananas passing. Because I feel like he's if he's going third off the board here, and he might go third off the board, or even potentially fourth off the board in the NFL draft, that just means he's going to a better team um, that has probably more established wide receivers. Uh, I'll absolutely love that. Give me Stroud at the 104. The 105, I think, is difficult uh, to pick here. Is it? Hey, we know Jameer Gibbs is under 200 pounds, right? So, like, yeah, that's I don't know if you want to take him. Throw him off your board. But I, I actually, he was never on my board. I knew he was under 200. <laughs> I knew it. I actually have Jameer Gibbs sixth on my board, so I'm not going to take him here. Uh, what? I'm going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of the Homer. Ohio State University. Maybe a little bit, but I, you know, JSN had the absolute bonkers agility drills to combine and really reflecting on it. I think if he had played this past season, I think we would be talking about him in a light of an elite receiver prospect in this draft. So I think to get that at the one Oh five, I feel a little more comfortable and confident, see what the draft capital ends up being. Uh, but it's razor thin between him and Gibbs for me. This is awful. That's who I wanted at the 106. So we're two for two on, on this draft not going well. Um, I guess I'll throw a little bit of a wrench. I'm going to go Will Levis at 106. Um, and it's not so much because Jameer Gibbs is a pound lighter than the threshold that people like. It's it's because Will Levis is a <laughs> is a quarterback <laughs> – um, is a quarter. We talked a little bit about thresholds on the second podcast over in uh, in the super shop, secret shoppers program in our Discord. So there's a little bit of a backstory there, but it's more so just Will Levis as a probable top five NFL pick with with relatively high athletic upside and and relatively high upside as a passer, despite the flaws that just. He the the risk reward there is is worth buying into more because there's no single asset that's worth more than an elite quarterback in in dynasty and so this is a reasonable path to that outcome. I assumed you were going to take who I was who I'm going to draft here, and I was going to take Will Levis at the seven. Like I assumed that was going to be kind of be the most normal path. Um, I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Um, so a, I don't 
like numbers. They hurt my noggin. B, I don't give a hoot about some made-up threshold. Uh, because all thresholds are made up, is what I've been told. Um, so I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs because the one thing that uh, uh, I know scores more fantasy points than uh, touching than just carrying the ball once is uh, getting the ball thrown to you. And he is the best pass catching running back in this draft. Um, like look at him catching the ball at the combine. Right? He's a natural pass catcher. I'll take it. It's a pretty easy choice for me. Oh, man. It's a nice looking 107, that, <laughs> I think, to get Jameer Gibbs there. Um, yeah. 108, I'm going to take but I think Johnson. This, just yeah. Real quick, I, I think that first seven is realistic. I think it's in very what happens yeah. in, in your rookie drafts. I think you're right. And I, I think it starts getting mixed up here mm-hmm. a lot based on, tra- yes. you know, teams, draft capital, like a lot depends. Um, so I'm going to take Quinn Johnson, the wide receiver. Team need. <laughs> you're right. Right. It's like, man, I really need a tight end. I'm going to take one here uh, in my, in your non tight end premium league. Uh, yes. We've got 108. I'm going to take Quinn Johnson, wide receiver TCU. Uh, big athletic. He looked good at the combine. He has immense upside. Um, I, I think, you know, Jordan Addison's poor 40 time is not, knock him down my board, but I think it could hurt the draft capital. So at this point, I'll take Johnston over him. Uh, 109, I'll go, I'll go Zach Charbonnet uh, running back out of UCLA. Um, and again, this is more of a rise from Charbonnet than it is a fall from Addison, who is who I would have taken here relatively recently. Um, the thing with Charbonnet is he's kind of been – some of the other top name running backs have fallen down a little bit. And so the positional scarcity gets a little bit higher here. I think Charbonnet is kind of the clear next running back, whereas we didn't have that sort of clarity before. Big back, six foot, almost 220 pounds, tested pretty well athletically, um, caught the ball a decent amount in college. Like he checks all those upside boxes um, for, for a dynasty running back. And, seems like the draft capital is going to be there too, right? So 109, I love attacking or going after running backs, especially in, in a position here where I think there's a tier after him. Um, I am probably just going to go with the safe pick, I think, at the 110. Now, no one is going to say that Jordan, Jordan Addison like really, really flashed throughout this process. Um, I still think he's one of the safest wide receivers. And like he has his play speed, I think is faster than his, his 40 time. Uh, Just because that's how fluid of a mover he is. Uh, The way he gets in and outside of his breaks, just the way he's able to sink his hips and utilize the acceleration to go through the cut and use that acceleration to make a better cut. Um, so I, I like Jordan Addison here at the 110. Um, some people I feel like are going to say that Jordan Addison at the 110 is almost a wasted pick here just because of how safe he is. 
um, that you might not be able to get that like pure upside. Um, but realistically, if I'm drafting at the 110 and I get three, four years of a wide receiver two in fantasy football, that's a W. That's a big W coming from the 110 spot. I like it, and I do think if he had done agility drills, we might have a different tune about Jordan Addison. Yeah. You know, so maybe we'll see that at the pro day. We'll see. I'm going to take a little risk here at the 111. I'm going to take Devin Chain, the running back out of Texas A&M. Uh, also under 200 pounds, by the way. I think he came in at 188. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can't, can't be taken. We got two running backs in the first round of a rookie draft under 200 pounds. Um, take that. 188. Analytics. Yeah. But did run a 4-3-2, which was disappointing, um, despite being like 99.7% tile. And he's more than speed. I think when you watch Devin a chain at Texas A&M, a chain can, he ran up the middle. He carried a full load. Uh, I think Devin a chain should get second round draft capital, worst case, early third round. I, I like what a chain brings to the table. And like Kane talked about with Gibbs, catch the ball. You're going to get more PBR points. I'll take yep. a chain here. Um, all right. 112 for me, it comes down to two small wide receivers. Um, going with Zay Flowers here, uh, who I think has been a pretty, pretty massive riser. Um, I guess uh, for me, it came down to Flowers and Downs. Josh Downs out of UNC, Zay Flowers out of Boston College. I think at this point, I think Flowers goes earlier in the draft. He's a little bit thicker. I think he has more upside in terms of um, his dynamism. He's shown with the ball in his hands. They're both. They both have good analytical profiles. I would say Downs is is. is ever so slightly better but zay flowers was very very solid at boston college um i i i was trying to pull up the testing numbers here i believe he tested a little bit better downs wasn't as fast as i thought he was going to be um and so i as a result of that i think flowers gets drafted earlier and ultimately like draft capital is the most important metric for me well nelly i I could bring up how I believed that uh, Marvin Mims was going to be more athletic than Josh Downs, and you poo pooed that about, about six months ago. So, Ooh, uh, but I won't bring true. that up. Uh, let's recap the first up. round here. Uh, 101, Bijan Robinson, running back out of Texas. 102, Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. 103, Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. 104, CJ Stroud, quarterback out of the. Ohio State University, 105, JSN or Jackson Smith Najigba, wide receiver out of the Ohio State University, 106, Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky, uh, 107, Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama, 108, Quinton Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU, 109, Zach Charbonnet, the running back uh, from Michigan, then transferred to UCLA, 110, Jordan Addison, the wide receiver at Pitt, the transfer to USC, 111, Devin Achain, the running back at Texas A&M. Uh, and then 112, Zay Flowers, the wide receiver at BC or Boston College. Uh, real quick, any uh, shocks out of that first round? Nothing super shocking. I mean, I do think, and like I'm kind of the one that perpetrated it along with Nelly. I mean, I think Jameer Gibbs at the 107 feels shocking, but I think it's where we're, we're leaning even with a you know good weekend from him. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest shock as well. I do want 
like this isn't a combine reaction to him being 199 pounds. Like I would yeah. have made this pick pre combine as well. No, it's it's not a knock on Gibbs at all. Uh, it's just I think I I know a lot of people have been saying the opposite, but I think the class was strengthened this weekend. I think it's showed that it's been a strong class, and that's helped. I think this shows the tiers that we've kind of been talking about, right? Um, that Anthony Richardson has vaulted himself into that second tier. Bijan's kind of by himself, I think, still for most of us. Um, then you have three quarterbacks. Then you have JSN, Levis, and Gibbs. And then you have kind of the next tier is, is kind of how it feels for me. I agree. Um, so at the 201 here, uh, I have two guys I really like, and I know Nelly's going to take the one if I don't take it. I'm just going to go safe because um, it's still tight end premium. I'm going to take the best tight end in the draft, and that to me is still Michael Mayer. I think all around he's just the best tight end, especially when it comes to um, the combination of blocking and um, catching the ball. Like, I think he's solid. I think he's still a first-round guy. Um, Michael Mayer, like, and the worst part is, like, everyone else was so athletic, it made Michael Mayer look not as athletic but he looked more athletic in the combine than he did at at uh, Notre Dame a little bit with those numbers so like that was an incredible combine for Michael Mayer like if we take out the 35 other tight ends that like broke the combine like Michael Mayer still looks incredible you know what I mean Remember the talk that like Michael Mayer's a 4849 guy remember that and then he ran a 47 flat Pretty athletic. I do. He's like he's athletic and athletic enough that like he's that that guy that he's like oh who's the best chance to fit fit that Kelsey Kittle, Kittle role? Probably Michael Mayer. Right, it's fair. I thought I was going to get him with the two hundred two. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought no, I was going to get him. Uh, so you know what? It is tight end premium, so I'm going to keep the tight ends rolling here at 202. I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Uh, I would have taken Michael Mayer ahead of Kincaid, but I do think Dalton Kincaid gets drafted higher than Michael Mayer uh, due to perceived athleticism, uh, you know, production. I think it's going to be close. I literally, my mock, uh, a seven round mock I released uh, the day we're recording this, I think I have them back to back in the draft. So, you know, it, Take your pick. Uh, but I think Kincaid also has that same type of profile. Really good you know, zone receiver. He can block. He's athletic enough. He can catch uh, touchdowns and super productive at Utah. So Kincaid, Mayor, I think when you start getting the second round and, and the tight end premium, that's when you start taking these types of players. Hey, Shane, where can people find your mock? Oh, uh, thank you, Kane. Thank you for asking. Then go to draftcountdown.com and hit uh, mock draft. You can see my seven round mock draft uh, every two weeks for the rest of the draft season. Love it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Go check that out. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm in a tier of like 20 people right now. This is extremely difficult. I, I'm ready for the draft to kind of start filtering this out. I'll go upside though, and I also want to take who I think Kane doesn't want me to take. I'll take Kendra Miller at the 203. Um, Prick. 
the, the one thing that he has is he has this size and upside um, that some of these running backs that, that weighed in a little bit lower than we thought um, don't have. And and it's similar to kind of the same reason I was talking through with Zach Charbonnet. That's just what provides upside in Dynasty. Um, there are wide receivers that I like that I think will come back. Uh, there are more running backs that I really like too that I think will – that are all just kind of similar. Kendra Miller is pretty unique because of that size, um, that size aspect. I worry a little bit about draft capital for him, uh, especially with, with him dealing with this injury through the process, not really being able to test. Um, but I, the upside's there. He kind of gets a pass on the testing. He's one of the few that actually gets a pass on the testing. Um, for not doing it they don't actually you we don't view that as a knock um 204 i swear guys this might be the first time that i've ever drafted this player in a mock draft this might be an absolute first to me um but i'm gonna take josh down to the 204 um because finally his value is reasonable um he was always kind of like this 201 guy like forever um but i think like as you get closer to 204 at least how i kind of see it right now is is there's a wide receiver or two that kind of separate themselves and then it's basically into this huge flat tier of uh running backs and after downs and one other receiver um i'm basically just drafting running backs rest of the way um, so I'm going to go ahead and get the wide receiver out of the way here at 204. I, I I'm kind of with with Nelly and I match both of you. Yeah, this tier is pretty big. I kind of like one more player that I like, and then after that, it's like I don't, I don't know what I'm taking. So I'll take that player at the 205. It's Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, um, who I I think perception wise just allows me to get a value here. Because I think a lot of people compare Jalen Hyatt, uh, you know, the Canaries Tony or to these older speed receivers that have come out. And Jalen Hyatt's a three-year player. He's super young. And not only was he fast at the combine, which for some reason people were disappointed with the 4-4-0, but his, his broad jump was 99th percentile. His vertical was, was almost 96th percentile. Like he's an explosive player and a fast player. And to me, that's something that, can work in the NFL. So I can get Jalen Hyatt in the mid second. I don't know if he gets first round draft capital still, um, but it's going to be darn close. So I'll take him here. Um, 206. I'm going tight end. Cause I think there are about 12 running backs that I'll draft with my next rest of my picks. Um, so I'll go tight end here. I'll go with my tight end one. That's Luke Musgrave out of Oregon state. Um, absolute freak athlete. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he tested really well at the combine. We knew that was coming, though. Uh, he looked great at the Senior Bowl. Um, on one hand, I'm disappointed he got hurt this year because we didn't get to see a full season of production from him. And and um, Shane has mentioned on the second podcast. I mean, that can that can flag potential potential medical issues and drop his draft stock. On the other hand, like I think he's gone a little bit under the radar because we didn't get a full season of production from him. In two games, he was he was killing it. He he was I think he had like uh, seven eight targets a game. He had eighty yards in both games. He had a touchdown, uh, and and he he was looking really really good this year. Um, 
I think he's going to go in the back end of the first first round of the draft. I really do. I think he's kind of a ball of clay that the NFL teams will be excited to 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 pick. Um, but even if he goes in the second round, which is also very reasonable, I think he's going to be going to be a good value. Um, this might be the pick where a lot of people disagree with me, and uh, that's okay. Um. But I'm trying to fi- find the uh, running backs that have the best chance to increase their value from kind of where we view them now. Um, so to me, at 207, that's Roshan Johnson, the running back out of Texas. Now, you get a big running back. He, he came in at, I want to say, 220 or 219, something like that. You're getting a big running back who had the same 10-yard split, I believe, as Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, very good, and just one tenth of a sec or uh, one hundredth of a second behind uh, uh, Devna Chain in the 10 yard split. Like, he's a really, really solid player. And, you know, you're going to hear a lot of people say, like, it's hard to trust it because he didn't get as many touches at Texas, right? As soon as Bijan Robinson kind of came in. But look what he did as a freshman. Um, so in, in case anyone doesn't know, before Bijan Robinson came in, um, Keontae Ingram was the running back at Texas. He ends up not only getting a little banged up, but just performing very, very poorly as soon as he dropped the touchdown, I want to say, against USC. Um, and that was like, what, game three? Some Texas fan will be able to let me know. Where's Zach when you need him? Um, <laughs> Zach let me know about Keontae Ingram. But, um, you know, this is one of those things where Roshan Johnson was a quarterback, switched over to running back, and was starting to get work like his freshman season. Like, that's unheard of. Roshan Johnson, just a really, really good player. Um, just understands football. He's got a high football IQ. I'm going to take him here. Someone's going to be really happy with him kind of being that main running back in their backfield. And even if that ends up being a late third, early fourth round pick, like, I still think it's a steal to get that type of guy at the 207. I like that pick because I, I think if he goes to a spot like Carolina, that ha- Arizona, somewhere that has a wide open running back room, his value is going to he's going to become a two hundred one type pick. Two hundred eight for me here. Uh, once again, I got I have a lot of running backs close. I am going to stick to my board uh, just to keep it consistent. So two hundred eight. I'm going to go with Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane. That's had a killer kind of 2023 blew up, killed USC in their bowl game, then had the great senior bowl run. Um, he is, you know, he, I think he's super intriguing because of the athleticism that he brings to the table and the agility didn't run at the combine, um, which maybe is a little bit concerning because he was healthy. So, I wonder what will happen there, but he's, he's going to do fine athletically when he tested his pro day. Um, I think Tajay Spirits right now is probably in day two. Like a lot of these running backs, he's in that mix. And uh, I have him just above the other guys. So I'll take him here. Yeah, I love Spears. I was considering him here. I think he's probably the second best catch pass catcher in this back behind Jameer Gibbs uh, in this wow. class. Um I don't know if that's a hot take, but he, he's super talented. I've 
I'd love to see his his ascension. Uh, 209, I'll take a faller. Uh, my former running back, too. I, I think I, I've officially moved off that. Zach Evans out of Ole Miss. Uh, for me, the biggest news of the combine was that Zach Evans weighed in at 201, 202. Uh, and he didn't run the 40, so he didn't really have a reason to come in underweight. And I can make up any excuses I want to, but that that's relatively concerning. Um, oh, it, couple that with uncertainty about his draft capital, and and I'm worried, but I, I still do believe the talent's there. I still believe he's a very talented running back. Um a, maybe not the size upside that I thought he had before, but he's always been incredibly efficient in college. He's been a good receiver in college. He was a former five-star recruit. Um, there's still upside there. Just needs more to break right now than than it was needed before. Oof, you guys put me in a spot here. It's <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah, there's not many uh, people left in this tier for me, I will say. Um, uh, I'm I'm in a pickle here because my brain won't let me draft Sean Tucker. <laughs> Do it. Come on. We all know you love I him. I, I don't. He's a very poor player. Um, so I'm going to take the one wide receiver here that I think is left to be taken. Um, I think there's just one. Um, and it's the one that's more athletic than Josh Downs. And that's Marvy Mims. Um, he's good at football. Uh, his play speed, much lower than his 40 time, it feels like sometimes. Um, but like still always gets open. So I'm going to take him here at the 210 and pray that I'm done drafting wide receivers for the rest of this draft. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Marvin Mims is a guy that I um, I missed on a bit coming in. Like I, I was lower on him than I should have been. So Kane was right in that circumstance. I'm excited to see where Mims gets drafted. Toot, now, toot. Nelly's like, what? Uh, but look, at the two eleven, I, I I will take Sean Tucker, the running back out of Syracuse. I will stop stop the the Sean Tucker fall. Like I have Tajay Spears just above him, but I do think Sean Tucker has you know three years of production, has great speed, um, and uh, I think I think he is a better running back than Kane gives him credit for. Can catch the football uh, and carried an offense. You know where he was miscast in this past year, but still carried that offense uh, almost all three years that he played. So, I'm in on Sean Tucker. If he gets day two capital, I'm I'm there. Sean Tucker helps answer the question: What if we knew Trent Richardson had bad vision before he got drafted? <laughs> yeah, comparing him to, to to NFL Trent Richardson here. Listen, I don't watch Vision's film. Pretty equal. I don't watch film, but that's a terrible take. That's a that's a bad. Take. <laughs> I don't watch film. <laughs> Put on some of his film once. I, I won't be doing that. Uh, Two twelve. Give me Tank Bigsby out of Auburn. Uh, former Debbie Darling. Um, yeah, I, 
his fall has been so weird because it's not like he's necessarily doing anything wrong. He was productive all all three years in school. Maybe not quite as productive. Like he didn't grow maybe as much as as he potentially could, but he was still good on a bad Auburn team. He didn't test terribly. He also didn't test amazing. That was sort of what was expected. He ran like mid four fives, big back still. So I, for me, the, I mean, he fits a lot of the archetype, like archetype measurements that I look for. I still think he has upside. It's just going to be a matter of if, if uh, NFL teams like him, like if he's a day two pick, I think I think getting him at the two tell two twelve is great value because I do think he's a good running back. It's just a matter of getting that opportunity. Recap the uh, second round here. Um, two hundred one, Michael Mayer, tight end out of uh, Notre Dame. Two hundred two, Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Two hundred three, Kendra Miller, the running back out of TCU. Two hundred four, Josh Downs, wide receiver out of UNC. 205, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, 206, Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State. 207, Roshan Johnson, running back out of Texas. 208, Tajay Spears, running back out of Tulane. 209, Zach Evans, running back out of Ole Miss. 210, Marvin Mims, uh, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. 211, Sean Tucker, running back out of Syracuse. And 212, Tank Bigsby, the running back out of Auburn. And as I've noticed, guys, as I do this, I am already forgetting where these people went to college as we prepare for this whole next freshman class. And I'm already learning where all these people go to college. Like I can only remember the current college players, everything after that, like just gets wiped away from my it's memory. Out. It's out. Yeah. Um, That's efficient brain storage right there. Hey, I'm trying. And imagine all the other useful things that it keeps in there. Um, 301. Uh, I'm going to take an, a guy that didn't do anything at the combine, didn't run. Um, I'm going to take a busy, busy Abanaconda. Uh, um, like, I still think he's a solid player. Um, I'm going to take him here and, and just kind of hope that we're still seeing kind of late day two, early day three draft capital. 302, I am going to take a quarterback. I'm going to take Hendon Hooker, the quarterback out of Tennessee, who I have in the uh, late second. Knees. What's that? Look. He ain't who, got who knees. Needs, who needs knees? He could be 50 years old right now with no knees, and Hendon Hooker could still throw better than Will Levis. So uh, that, that's 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 all we need from Hendon Hooker. I think he goes top 50. Um, I think he starts by year two and is a pretty darn good Fantasy player. Uh, 303, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm drafting Darnell Washington. I mean, I have my questions about him as a prospect, Darnell Washington being tight end out of Georgia. Um, but he's going to go in the first round. He tested incredibly well. I was surprised to see him do well on 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 the agility drills as well as the, the 40 time because I was – I wouldn't say un- he he didn't produce very much as a receiver in college, and George is very good, but they're not exactly like loaded with receiving talent. So there would have been room for him to to um, to produce if he was a good enough receiver. But that being said, just an absurd athlete. Some NFL teams are going to fall in love with him. He's going to go early. I don't think he's going to give you early return on value, but getting a first round pick in the third round of a rookie draft is 
is super valuable. And I think with tight ends for fantasy, what do you look for? You look for athleticism, right? Because that leads to upside. And and that's what you're getting here with Darnell Washington. Um, I'll take a better tight end at the 304. Um, I'll take Tucker Craft. Yeah. I think Tucker Craft, um, outside, when we get outside of the top three tight ends here, right? I think Tucker Craft is the most well-rounded tight end that we have remaining outside of uh, Mayor... Musgrave and Kincaid. Um, I just think he's a really, really solid uh, tight end. Someone's going to end up drafting him day two. Um, kind of just hoping that we can, he can split out wide a little bit. Um, he came in a little light on some of the uh, bench statistics. So might be a little bit worried about, are we actually going to, you know, because he comes in light too at 245. Uh, do we see him fully blocking enough? Hopefully. Um, cause we need him, need him to be on blocking. So he gets on the field more for passing downs as well. Um, but all in all, Tucker craft, I think a pretty solid pick here at the three four when we're probably getting D two capital. The three Oh five. I'm going to take Rasheed rice wide receiver out of SMU who may be surprisingly to me. Uh, I don't know if anyone else felt this, but did really well at the combine had a 96 percentile athleticism. Um, you know, the, the RAS site has his one of his comps is Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, t- taller. But like Rasheed Rice is productive at SMU. Other than dropping some balls, he seems like he could be an outside starting receiver in the NFL. Take that shot here at the 305. Um, 306, I'll take Kane's guy. I'll take Chase Brown running back out of Illinois. No! Uh, had a terrible senior bowl, but he bounced back in a big way at the combine. Um, super athletic, you know. He, he ran a four four, but his his jumping metrics were were, uh, I think, best at the combine or best for the running backs at the combine. Um, measured in at two ten as well, so he's 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 got some weight to him despite the athleticism. Um, he, he, solid receiver as well. I think he's someone who we see going in the fourth round and being a one B in the NFL. I think he can provide receiving, receiving ability uh, to a backfield as well. And he's the sort of guy who's like an injury away from being a 20 touch guy. That's how I kind of envision him uh, at the next level. He feels really Mark Ingram esque to me. You know what I mean? Like kind of where Mark Ingram started kind of had that kind of one B at, in New Orleans makes a ton of sense. Um, 307. I'm going to take the guy that uh, is probably going to end up going day two. And they're going to say, who is that? Uh, that's Tyler Scott. Uh, wide receiver from Indiana. Um, just Cincinnati, but Cincinnati, whoever, it doesn't matter where he went. Midwest, Midwest. Yeah. Both shit schools. Um <laughs> I don't think the problem is I don't think we're going to get a lot of pushback from that. You know what I mean? There's not going to be a lot of pro Cincinnati, Indiana. Well, if there is pushback, please let Kane know about it. I would love to see some fans upset at Kane about that. You know what? I was about to ask, is Cincinnati in Indiana? But then I remembered that it's not. Uh, But pretty close. If I remember right. Right, Shane? Don't Indiana and Ohio touch? Yes, yes, they do. God, they're right next to each other. Let me be. Yeah, it's uh, good. Whoever, wherever he went, Cincinnati, Indiana, it doesn't matter. 
like he's going to end up going day two and people are going to be like, why did he go day two? And I, I'm going to short answer. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm going to take, I'll take the day two wide receiver here. Look, he's, he's the next Deontay Johnson and everyone will be sad. They missed him and didn't take him in the third round. Um, at the 308, I'm going to take the last tight end probably worth taking. And that's Sam Laporta, uh, tight end out of Iowa. He's on the small side, but is an Iowa tight end, super athletic, great after the catch. He'll try to block you. He probably won't be successful. Uh, but if you can get around that and get him on the field, I think Laporta can be uh, a good pass catching tight end. Hey, you which wide receiver was to Indiana that points. I'm thinking about? Didn't None in this class. Indiana. All right. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> I still um, hope for Ty Freifogel. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe there's a, a name in the back of your brain somewhere. <laughs> um, three hundred nine. I'm going run back. I'm kind of figuring out who I'm going. Um, give me Eric Gray out of Oklahoma. Um, I don't really know why. To be honest with you, there's like. There's like five or six running backs I'd considering here. Ultimately, I'll draft whoever gets the, the best draft capital. I think just coming from Oklahoma makes that more likely for Eric Gray, who who was very productive this year, transferred over from Tennessee, where he had a good first two years of his career. He's a little bit on the older side, but he's he's five ten, two ten. Um, can also catch passes out of the backfield, like a well-rounded guy who I think has been a little bit underrated in this process. Yeah, I like Eric Gray. Um, you know, when we kind of think about backup running backs, right? This is this is big backup running back territory for me. Um, you want people that can already establish themselves with a role um, outside of just being a pure backup running back. Um, and one person that can do that is Deuce Vaughn. Now, like he's, I realize how small he is. Um, but I'm going to take your, him here at the 310 because I think he can catch pass as well. I think you're going to get some work on the return game as well. Like, So he's going to have a role outside of like just being a, a solely backup running back. Um, so they're going to, if whoever drafts him is going to try to get him some work out in space because um, that's what he does really well. So I'm going to draft him here at the 310. I do want to note that Kane took three receivers after... <laughs> Jordan Addison. They said he hoped he didn't take another receiver. The whole <laughs> well, I wasn't going to draft John Tucker, so I was kind of stuck with one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, three eleven. I will also similar to Kane's Tyler Scott pick. I'll take a day two receiver and and take it to the bank. I'm going to take Cedric Tillman, the other wide receiver from Tennessee, from Indiana, from Indiana. Uh, <laughs> Cedric Tillman. Um, you know, su- super productive two years ago. Dealt with injuries this past season. But once again, another guy that kind of surprised me with his combine ended up uh, in the 95th percentile because of his explosive score. You know, he's he's big, ran to the four fives and gets off the line quick uh, in the SEC. I mean, I, I think I'll take that all day. 312, let's go back to that the, those running backs. Uh, Evan Hull, running back out of Northwestern. Another guy came out. I think he Minnesota. came. Yes, I also... Definitely knew that. Um, Evan Hull 
I think I think came out of the combine better than he went into it. He he was all, another guy who tested super athletically. He ran a four four at uh at uh two hundred ten pounds. Uh, another guy who's a really good he's a he's a very good receiver out of the backfield. Um, his, his other combine metrics were good too. Uh, he's he's gonna get drafted on day three. I'm not expecting much draft capital wise there, but this is more just a a belief in the talent. Uh, if an opportunity ever comes. Shane, I feel like you just Googled to see where Evan <laughs> Hall was from just to make sure that I was right. And he's from Maple Grove, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I was like, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, actually, I didn't know that. So, Minnesota, Maple Grove. Um, there you go. See? I know a thing or two. Oh, this is why I thought Tyler Scott went to Indiana because his best tape was actually against Indiana. There you go. So, Look. I just kind of Boom. blurred the two together. Because he had like 11 catches there. for like almost 200 yards, three touchdowns. I think it was like a great game for him. Right? You my, can my, favorite I'm, my favorite screw-ups I make is I get colors confused. So I'll get players from Northwestern confused with Kansas State because they're purple. <laughs> That's what happens to me. So I don't know. It's not fair when people wear two colored jerseys that are too similar to each other. And then yeah. on the bottom bar, use those same colors to distingu- distinguish like the team names. Like, stop it's it. It's not fair. Like, I already can't see well. <laughs> like, don't be doing that to me. Uh, oh but let's recap the third round here. Izzy Bonaconda, uh, running back out of Pitt. 302, Hendon Hooker, quarterback out of Tennessee. 303, Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. 304, Tucker Craft, uh, tight end out of South Dakota State University. 305, Rasheed Rice, uh, wide receiver out of SMU. 306, Chase Brown, running back out of uh, illinois 307 tyler scott wide receiver out of indiana or, or cincinnati you pick uh 308 sam laporta tight end out of iowa uh 309 eric gray running back out of oklahoma 310 deuce vaughn running back out of kansas state yeah uh 311 cedric tillman a wide receiver out of tennessee 312 evan hull originally from maple grove minnesota went to northwestern Why do I know that, but can't remember where these people went to college when I've watched their tape for three years? Yeah, yeah. No, like, it's it's a hard hard time. Like, I'm already just pushing those guys out. It's like, oh, where are all these, like, four-star guys going to college? (laughs) Start getting it down. Uh, Shane, you want to teach me something? Yeah, I'm going to teach you something. And usually don't do football history on on the podcast History Minute, but I did want to do this one. Um, and, and maybe one of you have heard this before. I'm not sure, but it's uh, March 3rd, and, and Thomas Brady checked into a hospital and underwent a minor surgery for muscle tears in the elbow of his throwing arm secretly, so the press and opposing teams did not know about it. Uh, it was actually a case of like tennis elbow. But uh, uh, later articles said that he made the rounds, visited the children, really cheering them up. I don't know if that sounds like Thomas Brady to either of you. Um, but this actually happened in 1983 and Thomas Brady was a fake name used by Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Terry Bradshaw, uh, in Louisiana. Um, he actually checked into the hospital. The doctor gave him the name Thomas Brady. So no one would know little did we know that we would have a Thomas Brady play quarterback later in the NFL being Tom Brady, be the greatest of all time. So I, I, uh, I always love that article and uh thought it'd be good to share for those that hadn't seen it 
I like that a lot. Can you believe that like happened? Like that name was used, you know, decades before Tom Brady even existed in the NFL. Do you know my my favorite or what kind of weirdest other Terry Bradshaw story? So did you know in college he wasn't actually uh, officially named the starter yet? And uh, I don't know if you've ever like either heard of Duck Dynasty or watched Duck Dynasty, but Phil Robertson, the guy that started that company, actually started over Terry Bradshaw in college. <laughs> no, yeah, way. yes, and he then, did. And then he with then he withdrew from college uh, to I think it was to go help his family or something. That ended up starting that business. But um, yeah, Terry Bradshaw like wasn't starting uh, to the guy that created like the multi-million dollar duck call business. Yeah, they, they were teammates for two years at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. It's nuts. It's wild. Like, it's a wild yeah. story. And wasn't Phil Robertson starting, too? Yeah, yeah, he, he was. Yeah. Bradshaw was his backup, yeah. You're right. <laughs> so nuts. It's, cra- it's crazy how uh, this happened. Yeah. Um. Let's go into our buys and sells here. I'm going to cheat and go first. Um. Uh, one person that I'm going to sell just right off the rip is our man, Zach Kuntz. And now, now like, it's going to get to the point where people are going to see a perfect 10 res score and start drafting him. Like, I'd, I think day two is difficult for him. Um, So I'm going to just sell him. Like, if you listen to this podcast, what, a year and a half ago almost, Shane? Like, yeah. I think you and I were both, both talking to buy Zach Kuntz because it really the tight end landscape in C2C like was so, so bad that like Zach Kuntz could make an impact and then gets a perfect RAS score. Um, so that was nice to see. Um, someone I'm buying that we didn't, uh, didn't really talk about, but this is, uh, and I feel like I might steal this one from Nelly, but his boy Keaton Mitchell. Um, He's his athleticism is going to get him drafted. He probably went up from almost an undrafted or like a seventh rounder up to like fourth or fifth round um, with that combine in my eyes. Um, and then an unknown for me is like these middling wide receivers um, that kind of performed well in college, right? You're, you're Charlie Jones or Chuck Sizzles. Your Parker Washingtons, your, um, you know, your AT Perry's, things like that. Like, I don't know where draft capital is going to shake out on these guys, and I think we often get left holding the bag on some of these guys, just kind of expecting that that full translation of college production to the NFL right away. And um, so I just don't know what to do, like, because if we don't get day two. Like, I don't really see a need to draft day three wide receivers for the most part. It's kind of where I'm at. No, I think, I think, I think all those are pretty good. You, you were on Zach Coots. Yeah. That was UK. And I mean, more than me, I didn't, I wasn't there. So, and then, and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's good. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, just want me in there. Um, yeah. My, mine are all over the place. My buy, we talked about him on the second podcast, is Jordan Love, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. It seems likely uh, the Jets are eyeing in on Aaron Rodgers. And if you can get Jordan Love for like a second-round rookie pick and super flex, 
I, I would do it. There's a lot of sites that have him pretty low. The ADP is pretty low. Offer up your Malik Willis's. Offer up, you know, those type of players that someone might still see a little spark in. Get Jordan Love um, as well. My sell is uh, a guy I do have higher than a lot of people, and that's Arch Manning, the quarterback at Texas, freshman quarterback coming in. Because uh, Adam Schefter just wanted to put basically a false report out there that Arch Manning was competing for the starting job. He, he's not. The quote was not that. So if people are like, oh, Arch Manning might start, like, and you can, you know, get Brock Bowers for him, like, trade him for Brock Bowers, get Malachi Nelson plus a decent amount. Um, you know, try. Uh, my unknown stock is, uh, we also talked about him in the second podcast, Chris Olave, the wide receiver for the Saints. I, I do think the Derek Carr signing will help Chris Olave having a better quarterback, a quarterback that I think is better thrown a deep to him. Um, and I, I think the offense just being a little better will get him more targets. But, uh, you know, I wonder if the value increase is going to match the production increase. Maybe it remains to be seen, but I'm going to be keeping an eye on his value going forward. Um, all right. My buy actually kind of touches into Kane's unknown. Um, I think Rakeem Jarrett is a guy who's going to get drafted on day two. I think he's a guy who gets drafted in the third round. He ran a, he ran a four, I think what was, it, it was a four, four, four at, at six foot, 195 pounds. Um, and he's a former five-star recruit, um, former Debbie darling. So like you can actually go and buy him in Debbie leagues. Cause I guarantee you he's rostered. Um, I think he's a guy who goes day three. Like I said, I, I, I don't think that's where his value is lining up right now. Um, and so I feel like he's kind of a cheap buy. Um, my sell is Dwayne McBride running back out of, uh, UAB, um, who didn't test at the combine, but he did weigh in. And and keep in keep in mind this is Dwayne McBride, big bruising running back from UAB. I think he caught one two passes in his entire college career. Like he's a bruiser, um, and he weighed in at at two oh nine, and he's not cutting weight to run at at the combine like that. So like for me, you can't be a big bruising back. Have that be your calling card at 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 five ten and um and only and weigh sub two ten. Uh, I don't know. I think I think that's a sell. He didn't get drafted in in this mock. I think he's probably someone who, ADP wise, probably settles in in the in the mid to late third. Um, so if if he's rostered in a in a in a Debbie league, I, I would be selling. He's definitely rostered in the C two C league. That's more of where I, I would be looking to sell where I had him. Um, my unknown is Keishon Boutte, who we haven't talked about yet. Um, who had a abysmal, abysmal combine. He ran a four five, which isn't the end of the world, but everything else was terrible. Uh, is 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 I think his vertical jump was like bottom two percent all time uh, among wide receivers. He also ran a four six five on his second attempt, and his other jump was bad too. It was a really bad showing for a guy who's who who flashed a ton, was an, a Debbie darling early on in his career dealt with injuries late in, in year two and never really bounced back from that in year three. Um, he's an unknown for me rather than a sell because the talent's still there, in my opinion, uh, in some capacity. Like, there's still upside that comes with him, and I think his value is going to drop so much because of this that it's like he, it's not even worth selling. 
Um, and I don't think he's going to get drafted very high, but if you're going to take a shot in the day three guy, there's not many better guys to take a shot on than, uh, than Keishan Butte, uh, cause the upside's there, but don't get me wrong. I'm not buying for much right now, but I'm also not going to sell for nothing. Like, I think you do a little disservice to Keishan Butte by calling him just a Debbie darling. Like he was putting up ridiculous stats. Not only his freshman year, but also like the first six games of his uh, sophomore season had over 500 receiving yards and nine touchdowns through six games. Like he was incredible. And then he gets hurt. And then I don't know if Brian Kelly just had that terrible accent one too many times, like just put some bad Juju Magumbo into him. But yeah, it's rough for him right now. Uh, Anything else we need to talk about? No, I think it was a good show. Uh, join the Discord if you want to do like some fun Debbie drafts, rookie drafts as we kind of prepare for draft season. Uh, hop on into the Discord where we listen to this. Hit the description, click on the link. It's absolutely free to join. So uh, check that out. Uh, come and join with us. But other than that, just want to say thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you. <laughs>